Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what happens when one is forced to cope with a shocking loss only to have the very person who passed return from the grave? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to the unknown, and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Of course, you can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you like the show, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person that's a supporter of our show. Sign up for that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories. When you do that, you get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes of the show, uh, all of it commercial free. It's also the uh, world's largest audio archive of ghost stories that you tap into and you can binge away on ghost stories well into 2022 probably non-stop you could probably start it listen 24 7 and you'd be well into next year before you got through all of it that's how much content is there for you to binge away on ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get in on all of it tony and harper with you on today's episode of the program what's going on now imagine this you're sitting in class right next to your best friend Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden your best friend says to you I love to watch Dateline. (laughs) And you also have to add in, this is happening in third grade. Yes. Okay. So I have one of my friends sitting right next to me. Mm -hmm. Her name, um, she's, she absolutely loves the show Dateline. Mm -hmm. So it's literally, so like, remember when I told my teacher that I like to watch Dateline? Mm Mm-hmm. O'Neill was right there when I said that. And O'Neill said, I also love to watch Dateline. And literally yesterday, she asked me if I had watched the new uh, Dateline episode. I said, yeah, because mm-hmm. I actually did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So do you guys all discuss Dateline in class and yes. uh, and yes, who do. who who done it and all of that? Literally in the middle of math. Well, that's great. That's uh, that's wonderful. I'm just glad I'm glad you have something you call bond over and uh, <laughs> enjoy. You know, it's funny. I think I started watching Dateline around third grade as well because that's when it came out. Was around that same time for me, mm-hmm. and I was watching it back then. So I don't. I mean, it wasn't all like murder mysteries at that moment. There was there was those elements, but um, they covered all different stuff back then. You were literally my age. I was, which is weird to think about that because uh, you're thirty nine and I'm nine. Yep, and that's how I'll always know how old I am. As long as I know how old you are, I can I can keep up. Otherwise, I get confused. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's uh, go over to our first letter of the day. It says, hi, uh, I am not an EPP member, member yet. I'm from Tampa, Florida, and I'm 30 years old. All my life, I've been somewhat sensitive, as you can say. My mother, father, and younger brother are as well. My whole life, we've shared our stories as they happen. My parents would always share experiences from the past. My parents split up when I was around 10, and naturally, they moved on to meeting new partners. My mother met the man that I now call my stepfather. Over the past years, we all grew close as my stepbrother and sister 
came into my life. My stepbrother and I grew very close at one point in our life. We did almost everything together because we rented the same house. After work, we loved to fish, and even on the weekends, we would find time to work on trucks and fish some more. A couple years passed, and I ended up moving forward with my life and found my wife and had kids. My stepbrother did the same. We still tried to keep in touch, and even though we were far away from each other, we would always remember how close we were. A few years went by, and he passed away in a terrible motorcycle accident. A few days after he passed, my wife and I thought about what we could do to try and cope with the loss. We decided to go in one of the fishing holes that he and I always fished in in honor of him. When we pulled up, we started to walk the trail, led into the woods. A couple of miles down, there was a small lake. As we reached the lake, a giant coyote came walking out of the trees. He did not seem angry or want to mess with us. He just looked at us for a few minutes and went about his way down the shoreline. I remember my stepbrother loving coyotes. He even had a tattoo of one. And right then I knew it was him giving me a sign. Fast forward to present day. That was a couple years ago now. Just the other day I was listening to your show. It was around 8 a.m. Remember you and Carol? It was an episode. A woman was talking about how a rainbow reminded her of someone she loved. She's saying this. I'm thinking about the time I'd seen the coyote. I had GPS on because I was trying to reach a destination around an area I did not know very well. My GPS started rendering and saying, rerouting, rerouting. Finally, it told me to take a right in 100 feet. I slowed down in a panic in the safest way possible. Then it started rendering again. I was a little frustrated, so I pulled over in the nearest drive I'd seen. It was a large iron gate. I then exited out of GPS and opened the app back up. It corrected itself. So put my car in reverse and looked back up. What I was looking at on the other side of the gate was a graveyard. It spooked me. So I just stopped and gazed for a minute. As I came back to, I looked towards the right and there was a giant coyote staring into my eyes about 25 feet from the car. It took my breath away. For a minute, I did not even know where I was. We sat and looked at each other for a few minutes. What are the odds that as I'm listening to the podcast, the same thing happens to me? The coyote eventually walked away to the end of the graveyard in a still mist of the morning, leaped up on a wall, gave a loud howl, and vanished on the other side of the wall. I believe it was him saying hi. I drove off, and for the rest of the day, I felt a sign of relief for some reason. I've been waiting for another sign from him, too. Thank you for all that you do. I'll become an EPP member soon. I have a lot more stories, but I'll save them for another time. So... With the whole coyote thing, and, like, it's kind of funny, because when people are, like, listen, listening to our show, mm -hmm. that's, like, we've had a lot of stories kind of roll in in the month of October, mm -hmm. um, that is literally people listening to our podcast and where, something happens. Where stuff happens while listening, yeah. I wonder if the ghosts like our podcast. I think they do. Yeah, there's there's been um, I mean, there's been uh, things where um, I, I, I've had my name said through a ghost box. You've once. had Annabelle. There's been other times where it, it seems that um, I think it was I think Bruce, who's been a guest on the show, Bruce Halliday, he had asked them like if they like the show or they listen to the show and they replied back like, yes, we like the show. So, yes, we're loved amongst the dead as well. 
very happy that you know and, and i wonder how i guess you know how do you listen to the show on the other side do you have to be near someone that's um that's listening or is there like a apple podcast for the dead and an iPhone for the dead that's on the other side. Maybe there's also AirPods for the dead. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I wonder if Apple's like tapping into that market at all, where the deceased <laughs> buy products that are like not really, you know, tangible, but they're available only when you're dead. So I don't know. I don't know how that works, but, you know, unless there's a lot of people around us right now here in this room that just listen while we record. But I don't, I'm thinking they're, they're, they're picking it up some way, shape or form. Yeah, maybe it's the energy projecting off of something. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 interesting that that he had those experiences while listening. I, I think there's a connection there. So thank you for sharing that story with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our next one. It says there's a few stories, some downright creepy and some upbeat. I'll start with my first ever creepy story. I was 18 at the time and just moved into my boyfriend's house, who still lived with his parents. He shared a room with his brother. We all stayed up one night watching the movie Paranormal Activity. Well, after the movie, we all went to sleep. During the night, I apparently did literally everything the girl did during the movie, crawling, talking, all the weird, th- all the weirdness, literally. When I woke up, I was kneeling by the bedroom door with my hand on the knob. They told me that they were awake the whole time and tried calling and screaming my name to get me to wake up and that they had been trying for at least a half an hour. The weird thing is that I do remember doing some of the stuff the girl did, but not all of it. Another story was my dad had died 528 and we found out on like 6-3. During the duration of our days, we didn't know the song Simple Man by Leonard Skinner played over and over and over again. Even when I changed the station, it was playing on the next. I'll fast forward a few days and my dad had been cremated and I just picked up his ashes. I placed him in the back seat with my children as the front seat was full. My son did not talk. He was going through speech therapy. He kept saying, Papa, 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 as if it were my dad trying to get him to say Papa like he did when he was alive. Fast forward another few days. My sister is in the state now from where she lives. I had a work meeting to go to, so she watched my kids. Her truck is at the minimum five feet tall. My kids and brother were all sitting in the back of her truck, and my one-year-old son fell out under the gravel driveway headfirst. He had to get 10 stitches in his forehead, and amazingly, nothing else was wrong. Well, I talked to a medium from California about my dad and a few other things. I'd asked her about the day my son fell out of the truck, and she told me that he's alive today because of my dad and two grandfathers, along with a lady whose name starts with the letter J, but wasn't my grandmother. I'm super grateful my son is alive and well, and I love believing in the fact that my family had a hand in helping him stay alive. There's another story. I've stayed with some friends whose house used to be a funeral home. There was always something going on. Child-sized footsteps running across the upstairs floor, children's laughter, opera-style music, randomly playing, walking into the basement and just instantly feeling like there were faces right next to yours looking at you. Very creepy. One day I went to get into the shower. There were a total of five to seven razors in the shower. As I got into the bathroom, I heard an alarm clock going off. I didn't want to listen to it the whole time I was taking a shower, so I searched for it. When I finally found it, it was a small radio under the sink that did not have batteries, nor was it plugged in. I sat it on the counter, got in the shower, a few minutes in, and all the razors just simultaneously fell at once directly at me. Once this happened, I rinsed off and got the hell out of there. 
Another time, I lived in an upstairs apartment above an old Victorian type of house. My son could barely talk now, go around playing by himself and talking. If I took pictures, there were always many different faces all around in the walls, the carpets, the doors, just everywhere. In this apartment, I experienced much. One night, I was home by myself. My cabinet doors kept opening and closing. The bathroom sink kept turning on. I'd turn it off and it would turn back on once I was out of the bathroom. The lights kept flickering. This one, this one terrifies me today because I have video and photographs from the event. In this apartment, I fell asleep on the couch. Phone was next to me on the fan nearby. During the evening as I was asleep, there was a recording of hard breathing. Just looking around. The photographs were of, I don't know whether to assume if it was me or something else, but there was a person like under my blanket, crawling around the apartment along with yellow streaks going through the pictures. There were videos of my daughter and I sleeping on the couch, pictures of my son's room. It was just weird. I only discovered these videos when I was going to take a picture of a sign on the highway. I've had cookies fly off the top of my fridge, the living room. Many other things happened as well. I've experienced many, many more things. I can go on and on about everything I've been through and now about how my son can speak, predict the future, and see things all around him. I'm a hard believer in the afterlife. Just now, sure how to feel about everything I've experienced. Love to send you the photos so you can see as well. Thanks for listening. The photos. Okay. Um, I wouldn't think that a nice uh, like grandfather or uncle would literally be trying to take pictures when you were sleeping. Yeah. And something. Co- crawling around and you're under the blanket with yellow streaks. I think there's different things going on here. I think in one place there was the grandfather type thing helping, but I think there's something else going on in the one place where like the razors fall off the wall. Call an exorcist. The Call pic- an yeah. exorcist. The pictures are being, th- that would be so weird and disturbing to take a look at your camera and like, I didn't take these pictures. It's and, like, and they're of you sleeping and, I mean, I think the first thing I'd be concerned with is if a living person had broken in and done that. But if there's no signs of anything like that, why would somebody just go in and take pictures? You know, exactly. That's yeah, that would be very, um, very troubling to say the least. <laughs> You'd probably have to get extra appointments at therapy. Yeah, I probably would. Definitely. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would love to hear them and call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Let's go to our next caller. Hi, you're on the air. All right. So I'm re-recording this. Uh, I got to go for a speed run here. So real quick, I got married in October of last year. Um, me and my wife have been together for about 10 years. And right after our, our honeymoon, we found out that um, we were going to be having our first child. So we really kicked into gear. We were living with my in-laws at the time, and we wanted to try and buy our first house. Now, this was during um, the, the market, uh, during this, you know a, a big seller's market, and we were having a hard time winning any bids. We had been on over two dozen bids, seen over two dozen houses, and just it didn't seem like we were getting traction anywhere. So the last house that we looked at, it just kind of seemed to check all the boxes. Um, we, we go in and had the land that we wanted. It was an older home. Um, 
it, it, it was just right. It seemed right for us. So I, I actually was sitting at the dining room, and while I was sitting in the chair talking with my wife, and the realtor was giving us some space to, you know, kind of talk it over, um, I said to my wife, you know, I, I think this is the home. I, I just feel, I, I feel like our family is meant to be here. So we, we just kind of lacklusterly put together a bid with our realtor and just figured, hey, if we get it, we get it. If not, I mean, we're used to it at this point. So we get a call. We, we got the house. The day that we signed, we, we went, we go, we go to settlement, and we were signing with the son because the uh, father had passed away. Um, the son no longer, the, the family had moved out of the house, but the, the father still lived there. Um, the mom, I think, passed away. It was 40 years ago. I did some research into it, and I'll get into that later in the story. Um, but <clears throat> we, we went through settlement with the son. So immediately after signing the papers, we, I, I go to the house, and my wife goes to work, and I, I start ripping wallpaper down, and I, I start doing some demo to, because we, you know, we were on a short time, time frame at this point. Um, we had about four months until our um, child was going to be born, so I needed to make sure that I had it ready. So <clears throat> I, heard, I heard a couple, like, things, but at first it was, I was chalking it up to, oh, this is a new-to-us house, and it's an old home, so there's going to be noises that I'm not familiar with, and we'll learn them, and we'll figure it out. <clears throat> so we had zero furniture in the house aside from one couch. Um, I had brought it in, and that's where I started sleeping, and my wife continued staying at my in-law's house, at her parents' house. Um, my dad had come up to help do some renovations in the kitchen, um, we had shut, there was a kitchen door. There was a door going to the kitchen at the top of the stairs to live in a split level. Um, and the, the door was shut. Uh, we, I went to bed. We fell asleep watching a movie. Um, I was woken up about an hour into the movie to the volume being very loud, louder than I would have had it and been able to have fallen asleep to it. Uh, I look over at my dad. He's sleeping. I crawled over to the TV because it was on the floor and we didn't have the remote, of course. Um, so I turned the TV down and then I kind of like, you know, crawl slash, you know, you know, quickly move over back to the couch again, get comfortable. And as I get settled into the couch, I hear what sounds like somebody smacking very forcefully a water bottle almost. It's like that impact sound on the plastic. It was like, I heard that. <clears throat> so... Um, immediately I saw an intruder. I don't know why, but I, I thought, like, whoa, somebody's in the house. i got to get up real quick. So fighting through the goosebumps and whatnot, I pumped my chest up, jumped up real quick, acting like a, you know, big man. And uh, I, I saw a calendar at the bottom of the steps. Now, the calendar was there from the existing owners. Uh, it was just on the door. Was, you know, there was port on the, on the door, so they just had it hanging up. It hadn't moved. Hadn't, nothing had really occurred to it since we'd been there. Um, I walk over to the calendar. And I grab it, put it over on the, on the table, and then i walking back, and I noticed that the pin, the, the, the thumbtack that was holding the calendar in the window, was about halfway across the room into the living room. So I go over, I pick it up, and I thought that that was pretty weird. Now, at this time, I didn't know. I thought my dad was sleeping. Here, I had talked to him two days after this, and he told me, right before that calendar, uh, was what I think smacked off the wall or off the door. My dad was hearing like occasional like noises throughout the house and was kind of on high alert about it. 
And as soon as he heard the calendar get smacked off the wall, as soon as he heard that noise, he said that he shut his eyes. He got all freaked out. Um, he had kind of, you know, he was trying to fall asleep, and when I called over to the TV, um, he opened his eyes, saw that I was, you know, going to shut the volume down, and then I crawled back to the couch, and, you know, he just kind of continued on. So I, I thought I was kind of in this alone at this point. This kind of, this matters only because of the future story I'm about to tell you. Um, so about a week after that, my wife kind of moves in part-time. I get some furniture up into our bedroom, and we begin sleeping up, up there. Um, I have, um, it was kind of off and on. Um, I was doing work in the bedroom as well. So first couple nights that she's there, we sleep in the bedroom, we go downstairs. Uh, we slept on the couch. I had vivid nightmares for the first three days that my wife was in the house with me. I didn't commonly have nightmares. I would get sleep paralysis occasionally. Um, and by occasionally, I mean maybe three or four times a year was a pretty high amount. Since, you know, when I was younger, I had it a little bit more. But anyway, uh, it wasn't too common. And it definitely was not common for me to wake my wife out of the sleep, which is what ended up occurring. Um, I had three dreams and I realized I can't go into detail on all of them. So I had three vivid dreams and each night I had woken my wife up who then in return woken me up to get me out of these dreams that I was yelling through or moaning through or whatever. And the third night I had a dream that I was dreaming about something. And in my dream, there was these two loud knocks. And I woke up after the second one, and there ended up being a third knock. The third knock occurred while my eyes were awake, and the first thing that when I opened my eyes, I was looking at was the window. Now, in this window, we had um, uh, uh, like a little box fan, like a little square fan, and then to the left of it, we had the box for the fan that, that it came in to try and like filter out some of the air from you know paint fumes from earlier that day and whatnot, and we just kept it in there to keep filtering the air, to keep recirculating the air. So the third knock, I'm looking at this window, and I witness this box be punched out of the window or hit out of the window. And I kind of thought I was alone here again. I didn't realize that my wife had also witnessed this until I look over at her. She was, and we were like kind of head-to-head, uh, perpendicular with each other. Um, and she... She looked at me and said, what was that? And I said, oh, the box fell out of the window because I didn't want to freak her out. And she said, but why was it so loud? And I I couldn't answer that question. I kind of thought about it for a little bit after that. Now, this was was released to me because I I thought I was going nuts in a sense. Um, While working on the house, I got kind of eerie feelings behind me. which, you know, I don't want to say isn't uncommon for me. You know, I, I do get freaked out sometimes, you know, being in places alone, um, just because I have a wild imagination, plus I listen to this podcast quite often. Um, so it definitely triggers the, the uh, you know, it, it, it triggers some paranoia sometimes. Um, so hearing my wife, you know, her concern, her voice, and knowing that she witnessed this, it was comforting. Um, I even went and purchased a package online that I could find out if somebody had died in the home, I know that the dad had died and the mom had died, and I wanted to see if either of them had died in the home. Um, now, there was no record of it, of anybody dying in the house. 
Um, but as we, as you've talked about on the show, that those doesn't always mean anything. Um, so I've had quite, quite a few occurrences after this. And I just want to kind of preface before I continue anymore and say, um, I, I will call back and tell you the rest of my stories and more as they come. Um, but I just want to, you know, get that out there before this ends. And I don't get to say, um, but last thing that had happened, um, my wife was, I had left for work. My wife was home. Uh, I'm sorry, reverse that. Um, my wife had left for work. I was home in the morning. Um, and not too long after she left, I heard a cabinet door shut in the kitchen. And it's, I could hear the magnet strips kind of connect when the door shut. That's how I knew it was the cabinet. Uh, I figured it was maybe her just getting some breakfast or whatnot. Um, she didn't leave yet, and I thought she did. I don't know. Um, so I get a phone call from work. Uh, immediately, I get kicked into work mode. He's asking me questions. My boss says, um, so I'm walking around getting changed. I leave the house, not even investigating what happened, not even looking to see if any cabinets are open, anything missing. Um, my wife, two days later, I, I texted my wife and said, hey, I, I heard the cabinet door shut this morning. And, you know, she kind of tries to assist in calming me by saying, you know, oh, you know, maybe it was, we have tons of birds and bird feeders outside. So she goes, maybe, maybe the bird hit the bird feeder a little too hard and it, you know, swung over in the window or something. Just trying to help me out. Um, so two days later after that, my wife is home, reversed rolled now, reversed roles. I leave early. She didn't have to be in work till later. She hears the cabinet door shut and I get a text message. Just heard the cabinet door shut. So, again, this is kind of, you know, reassuring me that, like, hey, I'm not in this alone. Um, you know, I'm not just going crazy here and stuff. So, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it there. Um, I know those weren't the creepiest stories, um, but I do have a really interesting experience with, I, I ended up getting a massage not too long ago, and the woman who ended up giving me the massage ended up being somewhat of a medium, and she kind of approached me while, you know, while, while massaging me, she goes, what's wrong with the house? Now, I had not told her anything about this. Of course, it's a stranger. I don't typically just jump out and say stuff like that. Um, so I'll, I'll call back in and I'll give you that story. But it was, it was interesting. But we do have more stories. And this was the least creepy of all of them. I mean, um, you know, updates. So, you know, we've had the baby since then. We've been in the house for about four months. Um, and things calmed down since the baby was born, which is two weeks ago. Um, but actually we, my wife had a C-section, so we were staying downstairs and weren't living upstairs, um, just so she didn't have to do the steps. Um, as soon as we went back up to our bedrooms, I, uh, things picked up. So I will, uh, I'll call back in and update. Okay. So that one's kind of creepy because of the nightmares. That's mm -hmm. the one thing that I really picked out of that. Because if it's just like a father and a mother, I don't think that they would want to, like, give you nightmares. No, I mean, I think something like that, that's not the intent at all. But it's obviously what, you know, occurred there. So, I, I mean, I, I think there's something possibly, you know, not so great that's they're dealing with. A little bit darker. With. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Thank you for sharing that. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. If you haven't seen it yet, Harper and me 
I have a new video series that's out there on our website and on all of our social media channels. It's Dad, Daughter, and Dead. The, and the Dead. Yes, Dad, Daughter, and the Dead. dead. Uh, and what we do is we go to, you know, locations that either are known to be haunted or locations that, you know, have had a storied past and an interesting history, which would lead one to suspect maybe there's something going on there. And uh, we film it. We walk around. We tell the story. We learn about the story. And we do a little bit of investigating. A little bit. And we, uh, we had an interesting one. We were at uh, one this last weekend. Um it's uh, a, a lake. Uh, it's called Lake Weddington, and it's been around since the 1930s. A WPA project that uh, created this lake uh, way back when. And uh, it, right now, the campground and all that's been closed due to COVID and some other issues that they've had there. So it was basically we're wandering on an abandoned campsite or campground. Cabins, all that kind of just being taken over by spiders. <laughs> and and it was really interesting. We went out and uh, did uh, some uh, stuff with the obelisk and the ghost box on one of the piers in the lake. And we got some real interesting responses uh, when we were out there. Heck, we, we got one that we didn't even see. Yeah. Uh, was fishing. We, yeah, we were asking, you know, what does this lake mean to you and things like that. And we got a lot of responses that seemed to coincide with the people who may have built the lake. But there was another one that came across that I didn't catch till after we had wrapped up. Uh, when I looked back at the log of the words that came through the obelisk and like, what do you like to do out here? Fishing. The word fishing came across on the thing and we missed it because it was there for like a second. And then another word came up and it was just like, wow, that's. I, I've been very impressed with the words that are coming across uh, yeah. that thing because they, they really do seem to tell a story when you kind of put them together. Yeah, because we're actually getting real ghosts. It's interesting. You can check it out on our website, uh, Real Ghost Stories Online. If you want to see the episodes before everybody else can advance access, that's where you can uh, be an EPP, an extra podcast person. We post them on uh, ghostpodcast.com and Patreon as well before they're released everywhere. Uh, so check that out and uh, help support the program and enjoy that nice extra thing we got going on. We're filming a ton of these coming up in some real interesting locations uh, on the, uh, the docket as well. We'll talk more about those. Excuse me, of course, in some uh, some future episodes as well. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, if you like the show, like I said, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories. Until next time, for Harper and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening. <laughs>